This is On The Block with Stricken Bob. Hold up. We are back on the block for a Thursday edition of our show, and it's always a Thirsty Thursday, even though Kevin Meyer already stopped in to celebrate Nick's birthday uh, a little bit earlier here on the happy hour. So uh, happy hour had the drinks today, but strict, that doesn't mean you can't uh, enjoy a beverage or two throughout the show if you want to. It's it's still Thirsty Thursday for us. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not going to change for me. Thirsty Thursday has now become a hallmark on the block so i'm definitely going to tap in shortly well there you go yeah yeah you want to make sure to pace yourself we, we still have two hours of radio to do so uh there is that to it as well um it's it's uh it's it's kind of fun uh, fun day that we have planned out here uh, we'll talk a lot of uh nebraska football nebraska basketball um just kind of stuff going on all over the place but i did want to start with the basketball game which will uh, which will be tomorrow obviously um the season hasn't gone as planned for nebraska fans or or, or or anybody in the building, really. 7-20 and 20 overall, 1-15 uh, in Big Ten play, taking on Iowa, who's uh, who's doing well. They're in the top 25 now, 19-8 and eight and 9-7 and seven in league play. Of course, when Nebraska went to Iowa City, uh, absolute disaster for Nebraska, losing 98-75. to 75. And again, uh, as you can say with the, a lot of these previous games, now the score actually was, was probably worse than that. At a certain point in time, it definitely was worse than that, and it could have been a lot worse had Keegan Murray. I mean, I think Keegan Murray could have put up 50 on him. Uh, but in any case, um, this uh, th- we're turning the page now over to this ca- game coming up tomorrow night. Uh, it will be uh, on FS1 at eight o'clock. Close, close, we'll have the the post game show for you there. Um, but uh, it, it's going to be kind of interesting because it's Senior Day, and uh, I know that again, this is not the way that a lot of us envision Senior Day to be. And Senior Day is kind of weird altogether this year because um, you kind of have the the rental players or the transfer in guys um, that have only been here for a few years, um, but still very incredible stuff like Kobe. Webb for for example, uh, he'll be walking. He decided to return for this year, and I know you know talking to him uh, the other day, he was he's working on his master's degree. So, and I, I think he's about to get it. So, you know, absolute congratulations! Um, you know, still incredible things happening. It's just not the the four year guys that you can kind of remember growing up and watching them play. But that's modern day college basketball, I suppose. Um, but the other additional um, thing going on is that the COVID year is still out there for. Several of these other guys are they going to come back to Nebraska? The Trey McGowan's, the Derek Walker's, the Lapman's. Uh, then throwing out, throw out that Bryce McGowan's is going to be having to make a decision as well as there was going to be several NBA scouts on hand to watch him and Keegan Murray. And then Fred Hoiberg, it might be his senior day in Nebraska as well. He reminisced a little bit about his own senior day at Iowa State, uh, talking today about how uh, he did not perform very well, so he went home and broke a lamp. So his senior day was not particularly memorable. But how about you, Strick? As you, as you think back about senior day, you've kind of been through it as well. Um, what was your senior day kind of like? Well, I, I think today I posted a, a picture on my Instagram at uh, eStrick2020, and it was – it was a reminder of what my senior um, year was like. It was it was a roller coaster ride. Not only that of emotions, but I, I do remember. You know, my mother and father came. My stepmother was there, and um, it was the last time I was going to touch the Devaney floor. And it was very emotional for me. I think I, I was I was touched in my heart and and just reminded was reminded of the first time I set foot on the 
on the floor, not not just then, but also in high school, you know, playing state yeah. tournaments there. And it was it was emotional knowing that um, I would not have another opportunity to do so. And so I can imagine probably what Kobe's feeling. Um, I, I could also imagine for him how, the, you know, he's hurt in his heart some because he he I, I know he wanted more. I know he wanted more for himself. I know he wanted more for the Huskers. And for me, being a hometown kid uh, from Bellevue, it was it was um, it was a time where you look back and you re- you remember the successes and all the times of, that you went in the trenches with your comrades and your brothers, and and you 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 battled and you fought, and then all of a sudden you had you had another shot at it in the postseason, but at the end of the day those fans meant so much to me to to my my family uh they embraced me they they loved on us um whether we were successful or not and that was the one thing i always appreciated about nebraska and and the fans and and the people is that regardless if you if you if you came and you brought it they were going to uh, love you for it. And I and, and so I've always appreciated that. And, and I know it's going to be an emotional time for some of those seniors as they uh, touch that floor for the last time. And there's going to be decisions to be made. I would hope that some of those juniors would, would be able to have that opportunity to do so. But I also hope that they could change their uh, their story. Their story hasn't been a very good one yeah. from the time that they came. Whether you've been there for two years or whether you've been there for five, you know, it's still the same story. It's an emotional one. And uh, because you don't know, you don't know what's next for you. At the end of the day, it could end. Um, You you could have injury. You may get overseas. You may not. Um, You may not play professionally. So that might be the last time. That's why I tell uh, players all the time, man, don't don't leave nothing on that floor because it goes quick. You don't, you don't know when it's going to be your last time. And, and that, that senior year crops up on you real quickly. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's over. <laughs> and so yeah. don't leave nothing behind, bro. Just, just, that's, that's the, that's the message I try to have with them when I, when I get an opportunity to talk to players. Do you, do you think that if you remember, was it, was it very emotional kind of throughout the game or is it something kind of uh you know, once the ball's tipped, you kind of get back into it after maybe a possession or two. Well, yeah, I mean, I actually cried. Yeah. I, I did. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not a very teary dude, but I actually did. I cried because that's how hard it hit. It hit. It hit that hard. Um, I hope that they can pull it out. You know, they, there's there's all the the past and all the things that have happened throughout this year would, would venture to say that that may not be the case, but I would hope that they would do so and, and take Kobe and those guys out with a bang. Yeah. At least in that manner. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm kind of hoping for is that, you know, after watching that Iowa, Iowa game in Iowa city, they they run a similar style, but they have shooters. I mean, they're just this is this is not year three. This is not guys running out of the program. This is Iowa um, under Fran McCaffrey for eleven years now, running his system and bringing guys in and all that. So it's uh, it's you know it it, it 
it, it's it's up and running. It, it's not a, it's not a it's not a work in progress. Um, so yeah. when they go up against Nebraska, I kind of felt like just watching it this last time out, and obviously you would feel this way, is that it looked like a mismatch. And, and Keegan Murray, like I said, the at the at the top of that. I mean, I don't know. It, they they tried several different guys to guard him, and and there was just not an answer that night. Um, and, and, well, and, then, and also Trey wasn't around, so. Uh, that that that's another thing. I mean, I think I, I'm not going to say Trey is is that that Gary Payton type of guy, but I, I I would say he's probably as good as any physically that can match Keegan's uh, physicality. And I mean, he can get anywhere he wants to. He can. Um, he's got great sound mind as far as knowing what he wants to do, where he likes to get to, the spots that he's comfortable in. Um, and that's what the scouts are coming for. The scouts are coming there to look both at Bryce and him. But at the end of the day, I, you, you, you're looking at their body of work. You're looking yeah. at just not one game. You're looking at the totality of their work. And, and so they know that Keegan Murray is, is, is that dude. And so that's what they're coming to just validate. And uh, it's cool. It's, it's a good thing for the, for, for the Husker uh, faithful to, to, to get an opportunity to see those uh, type of players play at a high level when they arrive. So that, that's, that's, that's something special as well. Yeah. And it is cool. I mean, I, I know that the, the, you know, sometimes you get kind of frustrated with the basketball season, but you do have a chance to go see two guys that are probably going to be playing in the league against each other play, uh, you know, this Friday. So that's kind of cool um, in, in its own right. But I do hope that they can kind of, like I said, it, it appears to be a bit of a mismatch. I think Keegan Murray's the best guy on the floor, all that stuff. Um, if Jordan Bohannon, who wasn't even hitting last time that all that much against uh, Nebraska, I mean, if he gets going, he can hit eight or nine of them in a game and you can get out of it really quickly. Um, so it could get ugly, but, at the same time, like you're saying, hopefully there's some sort of, you know, a senior day special moment energy that comes together and they can beat Iowa. And at this point, I just I don't know how much that's going to change the narrative on the season or like overall really anything. But, you know, it'd be by far the biggest win under Hoiberg. It'd be a top 25 victory. I just don't know if that's enough to change your mind if, if, if you kind of already have arrived to that conclusion at this point or whatever, whatever it is. And we, we won't know that for a little bit, um, but it would at least I mean. They this team and this fan base is in desperate need of a feel good moment. So beating your, yeah. your rival, a top twenty top five team like that, again for them it's just you know w- would be one of their eight Big Ten losses. They move on. They they still have a chance in the Big Ten tournament. It's not ruining their season or anything like that. But at least it'd be that sparkle of I, like again. I don't even want to say hope because at this point I I think the the story for the Nebraska season has just about all but been written. Um, unless you go on a, a magic Big Ten tournament run or something like that. But it would at least. Just just, just at least put some smiles on our faces for one last time, and it'd, it'd just be a special moment at, at Pinnacle Bank Arena on Senior Night. I've, I've been to several of them. I, I, I love them. I mean, it, it really is uh, kind of sending those guys off the right way. Often, if they're from a different country, you know, you bring out their flag, yeah. and sing their national anthem, and or, or you know, at least usually there's some sort of um, pregame ceremony where they get their jersey and all that stuff. So I, you know, I, I know it hasn't worked out the way that people wanted it to, but I'm, I'm at least I'm, I'm feeling that there's more likely going to be an appreciation type of night rather than what it could turn into, which is, you know, people getting so tired of this program that they want to leave and not show the game and, 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 you know, kind of strike because they, they want to show that the, that this isn't what Nebraska basketball wants. But again, I think that time's passed. I, I think you should have, if that was the plan for the fan base at some point, um, it should have been do- done before senior day. Well, then some of the keys for the um, for that game though is going to be very important. As we we know, a lot of their problems have been coming out of the half, 
So they're they're they you're going to be able to see one how they start the game. You're going to see what their energy looks like, um, how uh, locked in they are on their assignments and in, in, in the scouting reports and in the plays that I was going to be running. Obviously, they run a free flow style as well. Getting to and recovering, not not just one recovery. I'm talking about that multiple recoveries of of uh, how they're going to to scrap and rebound and get to those loose ball type situations. And again, like I said, coming out of the half, they've got to figure out how to garner up some energy or some fire or something, a spark a flame or anything to come out of the half. Um, I don't know, post something negative yeah. <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the board that, that maybe Iowa said about you and, and that way they come out with, with a fire. And again, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be reminiscent on, on what they do as far as they move in the ball. Against an Iowa team, they're very disciplined. So you're, you're not going to just be able to get downhill. You're going to have to be able to move the ball. It's going to be what I talked about before with UNDP. It's going to be multiple uh, passes, multiple uh, penetrations with a pass and another pass. Uh, those type of things is going to get those open looks. And if they don't do that, then obviously as you, we, know, we know what's going to be the, the issue. I don't think that there's necessarily a right answer for this question, or at least not a it's it's not a very it's not a question that necessarily sets up for Nebraska well either way. But do you think that Nebraska is better in this sort of matchup against a team that wants to run a similar system as they do, kind of fast pace up and down the floor, as opposed to trying that out against kind of the, the traditional um, big men, Big Ten play that we've seen so often throughout this year? Well, it, it's 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 definitely going to create more possessions. So therefore, turnovers are going to be important. You, you, turnovers and and uh, points um, off of turnovers and and, and fast break points. Uh, those opportunities are going to be there and available to, in these types of games. And and that's why it's important to rebound, long rebound, because they're going to shoot the three. Uh, so you have to really you can't you can't do that look and just start running towards the basket against this team because then they'll they'll kill you a second opportunity with this team and their abilities to shoot the ball they'll kill you so that's what's going to be important as well and how about the the increased pressure of playing in front of a bunch of scouts it's been announced like again with keegan murray and and and, uh and and of course bryce mcgowan's there um it's an interesting matchup keegan murray probably a lottery pick bryce has probably fringed uh first rounder maybe in the second round and trust me scouts are interested in second rounders too so uh they're going to be out there but they they want to see you know what how these guys kind of match up against each other um when you played in the past do you remember and you know for you or teammates was was there a different feel or a different get up for different guys some guys can really get up for that moment maybe some other guys would shrink a little bit in that but does that change at all the the game once it's tipped off I, I wouldn't say for me, I was a showtime type of guy, you know, so when, when the lights turned on, I, that's when it was, it didn't matter what it was, what was going down. Of course you like it when, when, when the, the, the crowd is there and it's packed and it's rowdy and it's raucous in there, you, you, you get excited about that. But at the end of the day, I, I, I took an onus on the challenge. Like, you know, my guy ain't beating me. You know, if we're, we're, I'm going to help my other guys. I'm going to make sure they're covered and protected. But uh, um, when the lights came on, it was time to shine, baby. That's the way I felt. Uh, so I don't think it was any particular individual per se. But I, I, I wanted that challenge of whoever the best person was. Um, and, and that's what I would hope for Bryce. I would hope for Bryce to be able to, you know, I, if it was me, I, I'd be like, shoot, I want Keegan. You know, that, that's yeah. get coach. That's who I want tonight. 
I would take that challenge. Uh, I think the, the when you have scouts like that in the in the building, there's a tendency for you to press or to to try to do too much. Uh, you've just got to let it come to you and and do those things that you do well. He gets to the free throw line well. Do that. He he's um, you know don't don't start shooting thirty footers and you haven't hit one yet. You know get into a rhythm, get downhill, get to the free throw line, see a couple go in. Maybe early take 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 the ones that uh, present themselves to you, but don't don't go hunting. If you go hunting for it, it 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 usually doesn't work out for you. If it comes to you, you know where certain uh, aspects of their defense may be weak. You you attack that. But at the end of the day, don't don't go hunt for it because that that usually doesn't bode well. Because that tension, that pressure um, in, in your shots, it, it doesn't it doesn't bode well for you usually. And I wanted to jump into this, too, uh, as we transition from that topic into kind of something pretty interesting. A lot of people, I think most people respect Troy Aikman in the booth, and certainly the people over at ESPN seem to be respecting him. Um, as uh, as he's been a longtime broadcast partner over there with Fox and, uh, and, and Joe Buck and those guys, but um, now it looks like ESPN's going to be going after him for Monday Night Football. And Monday Night Football, I think, is best when you have that, that big-time personality in the yeah. booth. I don't think mm-hmm. they've necessarily had that over the last couple years i mean th- their booth is, is fine right now um for what it's worth i kind of like uh, uh, i kind of like lewis riddick and stuff there but it's, it's not a big enough personality um I, I think troy aikman would would fill that void so when i think of, of monday night football and, and obviously people younger than me will, will think back further but i think of john madden i think of john gruden and those three and then i think of the in-between times when you try out comedians and you know just guys that ultimately didn't work out uh <laughs> booger yeah. mcfarland for a year you know different <laughs> names stuff like that but um, I, I think that there's something a little bit missing uh, if you don't have that big personality in the booth. And, and Troy Aikman certainly would bring that to the table. He's talking on a, on a mega deal there with a, it would be a pretty big deal uh, for ESPN as they they will they will amp up their their uh, coverage. Actually, they're going to have a lot more games with their new package coming in. So, um, what do you think about Troy Aikman as as a as a commentator? Do you think that he would would be up there? I mean, other people would think of Tony Romo, but he's got his big uh, deal with CBS. But Aikman, I always thought with Fox, you know, I, I, you know, sometimes it just feels like he's got the voice of football, and and I feel like he's he's definitely one of those guys. And that that's that's the point I would have made. Like Tony Romo is very uh, exuberant. He gets into he, he gets into it. The thing I like about Romo is he really starts to break down like. Uh, coverage packages and yeah in that cover three this is what you would be looking for and this is the receiver yet he dropped down right there in that spot you know you start seeing it from a different perspective and that's that's the energy Tony Romo brings but Aikman brings just a real just a a deep in-depth knowledge and and a real stoic personality that's that's just calming and it's soothing and it, it just makes you feel good about kind of listening in to what he has to say um, and so those are some of the things that Aikman's going to bring to the table when it comes to, uh, uh, you know, shining on Monday night. I, I, I like the move. I think it's good for them to step that in, step that up and, and, and put him there in that, that position. It's a big deal for him and congratulations to Troy. Um, it was fun being in Dallas when, when those guys were there, you know, it, yeah. you know, you, when you had Aikman and Emmett Smith and Dion and, and, and those guys, and I got to know some of them pretty well and, Hung out a little bit with Kelvin Martin and, and Kevin Smith. We were we were really close friends, and the, and the thing I loved about about Pup is <laughs> I used to I used to tease Pup all the time. I'm like, dang Pup, man, um, 
all that smoke you keep getting over there because it was like they 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 left Dion alone. They would they would leave Dion alone. Oh yeah. Hey, we gonna let him you know let him do his thing over there on that side on the wide side, and then Pup got all the smoke. So <laughs> so I used to tease him about that. You know you you had to be in great shape all that all that smoke you were getting on that side. <laughs> yeah, that is uh, that is one thing about it. And I you know I don't usually think about it from their side. I usually think about it from the offensive side, like who you can attack and and stay away from. But I don't think about how. How frustrating maybe it could be at times to play with uh, one of the top corners in the league if you're on the opposite end. You're still an NFL starter. You're still great, and obviously for them, they were making Super Bowl runs, but uh, you would probably get picked on <laughs> quite often. Quite often. So, yeah, I mean, that, that, that's I, – I, I think football is – is they did themselves a good service this last year, um, just I think all around from top to bottom. Um, I think I loved when I saw the the teams that were even down. They they weren't really doing well. They, they you could see fight in them. I think uh, so. That made every game, every week was was very important. It seemed like every team really wanted to uh, to to win and be successful. And I thought they fought their tails off, and, and ultimately it ended up with a great playoff. Um, also, the runs up to the playoffs. I mean. You came down to the last week, and I mean, it was just oh, so yeah. many storylines and so many things that were out there that could happen. Scenarios, all these multiple scenarios that if this team wins, that team has to lose, that team tied, and this did. You had all these different things, so it was hard to break down what it was going to come to, but it ultimately uh, came down to a wonderful ending. Yeah, it was, a, it was a fun time. The NFL is always dominating in TV ratings for for that reason, and then you know you, you always listen to the guys in the booth and have your favorite ones there. It's kind of interesting because because times are changing. We mentioned Tony Romo, we mentioned Troy Aikman, uh, Al Michaels actually is as uh, his is. Um, contract with NBC has ran up uh has run up he's now 77 uh years old so you kind of wonder how much longer he's going to be doing it but there is a thought out there for him to be the lead play-by-play voice with Amazon Prime Video who will actually have exclusive rights to Thursday night football so it's a bit of a changing landscape uh, Am- yeah. so now Amazon is going to be maybe Getting making a run plan. after after Al Michaels and maybe even reports <laughs> are that they want to run after Sean McVay as well Yes, that Sean McVay, the, the Rams coach that just won the Super Bowl, they, the Amazon might try to buy him, pay him so much more um, than he would Come make off. as a head coach uh, to bring him into the without booth. the headaches too. You know, you don't have the, yeah. you don't have the headaches and all that. Because think about it though, think about the pressure um, Bach that that coaches are under. Right? I mean, just as well as it's it's good and it's it's it bodes well for you. Um, you see teams like that that have long tenured coaches like Mike Tomlin and, and guys like that. But at the end of the day, man, that's that's a lot of pressure. And I I, I, t- I think about Ty Lue sometimes. I'm like, man, you know, it's like every every few years, if your team isn't getting it done oh, yeah. or if you don't have the 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 best players on the team in your corner, I mean, it can shift because it really turned from a coach's league to a player's. Uh, type of league and and they're the ones that dang near make decisions now and so if you don't have you don't have the backing of the of the top guys man that you can be out of there quick and so just that that type of pressure I mean shoot I just think about how much easy it would be just to be in the booth and talk about the game from the perspective of your mind as opposed to having to prepare for the game and then the pressures that come with all of that week in and week out. Shoot, if you if you got that big deal, I, something to think about. Yeah, that's why I can't. I ain't mad at Lincoln Riley. 
Yeah, people, people, people say, "Hey, listen, Lincoln Riley, that's a that's a great move for you, baby. Go down there to USC, <laughs> and then you don't have to deal with that SEC pressure." Hey, yeah, shoot, let's get on up out of here. Also, I, I, I no no offense to Norman, Oklahoma, but it, you know, I, I think LA is probably a bit of a nice, more of a lavish that lifestyle part. there as well. Sunny all the time might not be so bad if you can afford it. That's the problem with moving to LA. A lot of people have trouble affording it, but they got a nice contract for them going out up there. Uh, and that's, I mean, that's the amazing thing with these these deals now with the the broadcasters too is the money's so crazy um, that it, it could be more lucrative to, like we were saying with Sean McVay, maybe leave coaching. He's so young. You know, you kind of think of the broadcast booth would be stealing one of the, the prize um, coaches that's up and coming, even though he's won a Super Bowl. He's only in his, like, late 30s. He's got so many more years to do it if he wants to or, you know, maybe make that run in the booth. So uh, kind of interesting. Well, think about how many years he would have to do it if he sat in the booth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a lot of good broadcasting <laughs> years. We should cheer for the broadcaster. Uh, we got to take a quick break. When we come back, Nebraska football is looking for D-line help from a pair of twins. Yeah, that's right, a pair of twins in the transfer portal. So it made me kind of think, who are the royal families of Husker sports? We'll break down some of those families. Coming up next here on The Block on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 